0: Hello, it's Christmas time and Christmas time in Belizean terms is characterized by a coming together, a coming together to shop, to bake black cake. I know got time for the black cake slander, wanna just get black cake for people who can't make it. You cook rice and beans, like one of my friends he sent me a video of his granny to make fire heart stew beans. I don't like stew beans and white rice, but I do love rice and beans. Um, it's a time where we come together for make rum popo, it's a time where people come together for paint, for lay down new mali for varnished wooden floors. I remember my days, my grandma, that it was child labor, man. That was child labor. Um, I had washed up windowsills, all the things that you do for make a house smell like Christmas. There's a there's a there's a Christmas smell. I'm sure Albert Street smells like it right now. So despite a pandemic that has us in a chokehold, a headlock boom, because, well, that's what a pandemic does to people were hard is. Um, People are still traveling to see family and friends that they haven't seen in a very, very long time. And I understand. I understand it. But I want us to be safe and I want to not live in a pandemic anymore. Right. And if you're a Christian, you know that before Jesus was born, his family had to migrate. For a census right so i'm not sure how far nazareth is from bethlehem but they had to get there for a census that was mandated by the emperor caesar and of course joseph was from bethlehem and so mary had to tag along it's just the way patriarchy works and no this is not a geographic analysis of how far nazareth is from bethlehem but just know that the people they had to move for the purpose of counting the population so immigration right now has been a hot topic in belize i think it's in some ways it's always just in the undercurrents and then something happened and it pops up so um since the story that was announced that announced belize's third or fourth amnesty program that will be launched in april 2022 was aired so i'll insert a clip of that news piece right here Come
1: January 2022, the government of Belize will be offering permanent resident status to tens of thousands of undocumented migrants from Caricom and Central America, who, despite having made Belize their home, are not regularized in the system. Their irregular status means that they're in limbo and at risk of being exploited, employed to work in unpleasant conditions at low wages. The current global estimate is that there were around 281 million international migrants in the world in 2020, which equates to 3.6% of the global population. The report further states that the largest proportional population changes occurred in Central America and that Belize had the greatest percentage change, with its population increasing by 24% from 2009 to 2019. The 2010 census from the Statistical Institute of Belize reflects that just 11 years ago, 14.2% of the country's population was born outside of Belize. The Belize Refugee Department, with support from the UNHCR, has been working with the processing of asylum cases. And because only 100 refugees have been confirmed, this means thousands are living with an asylum-seeker status, which means they cannot legally earn their keep. There are about 40,000 irregular migrant persons in Belize, and so, in an effort to manage the situation, the third amnesty program is being launched.
0: So basically, it's looking at giving those who have sought amnesty as refugees, or um, but also ir- irregular, sorry, irregular immigrants or irregular migrants who entered Belize illegally, according to the Minister of State cervantes and ceo middleton within the ministry of immigration and that's about 40 to sixty thousand people according to estimates right and you know this is a space where we you know chat politics and so i wanted to compare it to the number of electors that's like eight of the larger constituencies you know the constituencies that have like six thousand seven thousand eight thousand nine thousand people um or it's like 32 percent of the total electorate which is i think a little bit above 186,000 people. So that's a huge, as of November 2021, so that's a huge chunk of people, right, Um, who are already in Belize for one reason or the other. So this is not Belize's first amnesty program to offer permanent residency. From my research, like I mentioned before, I think there were three or four. There were three, and then um, there were two, and then I think one was supposed to happen this one will be the fourth one um what was supposed to happen in 2010 i believe but it didn't it it, it never pan out um and so i could have found evidence of the one happened that happened in 84 1984 it was three years after our independence and then another one in 1990, 1999 before the turn of the century um Of course belize has a history of being a haven for refuge having signed the 1951 refugee convention in 1990 and incorporating it into provisions of of our domestic law in 1991 and as a as a as a a consequence of the wrong word but in relation to our history belize is the only country in this region that has not had in the Latin american region that has not had um civil war Right, of any of any sort. We don't know we don't know war people. Um, so Honorable Amon Courtney, who is um our Minister of Foreign Affairs and Immigration and a bunch of other ministries, he is the leader of government business in the Senate. And he said in his address that it is clear, and I quote, it is clear that most of the migrants who have settled in Belize are from neighboring republics with increasing numbers from Haiti, China, not Taiwan and Africa. Migrants from Central American republics are mainly fleeing gang-related violence and seeking employment opportunities. Migrants from Haiti are fleeing from political violence and vulnerability and economic opportunities, and seeking e- economic opportunities, while those from China are primarily seeking economic opportunities. Um, the 2020 census by the Statistical Institute of Belize found that 14.2% of Belize's population was born abroad. So, the man got the stats down the man brought the thing down for no so but this begs the question does belize have a population policy no population policy is something that entered my consciousness when i was doing work with the unfpa um the united nations population fund and so i always wanted to know whether or not we had like a formalized population policy you know how we have a youth development policy we have a gender mm-hmm. policy we have all of these policies we have the the growth and sustainable development strategy we have policies to guide our development but do we have a population policy i do not think so i have not found anything formalized so micklin in his 1994 paper entitled population policies in the caribbean present status and emerging issues defines population policy as such it says any action or set of actions initiated by the state with the explicit purpose of influencing directly or indirectly one or more demographic variables. And these variables are things like size, composition, distribution, fertility, mortality, migration. This is a 1994 paper, bro. Do the math. Um, but it's, in reading it, I found that it was still very relevant. So Mickling goes further to say that a population policy to be viable um, and influence any of the variables that we mentioned before has to have four things th- true. True. The first is that necessary information must be available, including reasonably accurate and up-to-date data on the key demographic variables and information regarding the various social groups on demographic issues. So you just have to have information about, you know, population size, fertility, those sort of things, which we do have. Um, second is institutional structures must exist or be created for identifying and assessing policy options so you have to know what your options are designing the intervention programs and implementing the interventions that you select based on your context third the necessary resources must be provided including appropriately trained technical and administrative personnel assigned to carry out the task um, with the policy implementation and the financial assets needed to support the activities involved you, you can't want do population related things and not got money and you know, can't do it you can't do it and have the money you can't do it and, and get the money and not get the people name. But do it you need the human resource right and finally the government must show sufficient political will to indicate to the populace that it's intent to carry out a population policy is sincere meaning you know not unscrupulous sort of intentions and motives right um, and one of those things that have been coming out is that, you know, maybe they want to buff up the registration list, the voter registration list. Which is why I compared it to that in the beginning. So you all know that Blaze's population is young, right? We are one of the youngest populations in the, the Latin American and Caribbean region, really. And um, numbers constantly indicate some, depending on what age you go to to consider young 50 to 70% of our population is below 35, I believe. And with that comes a considerable need for education and health services and just overall social, a social well-being, social protection system. Now, know welfare and social protection are two different things. Welfare is included in a social protection system. I think we often call social welfare social protection it is not only that social protection our whole system a whole connected system of integrated things that deal with education health um and other things like that social welfare are things like boost boost plus any um pantry programs stuff like that but all of that that can't take care of human development on a whole you know what i mean so that's that's just a side note um we as a collective really don't think about these development eras until something like that 12 year old girl from Belize who was found in the caravan moving toward the United States um, or when we are told to get a carcom skill certificate which everyone should work on. It's free movement please utilize it. don't feel that you are restrained within the borders of Belize right? Get a Caricom skill certificate bro it's pretty it's a pretty simple process um, I think. Check check Ministry of Foreign Affairs, they got all the information. Or oh, you have to wait for hours in the passport office line because there are so many people trying to get immigration documents done. It I even if you see my passport picture, I'm a Soviet day. I just look like a I just look like a like I that that shot Like I just got arrested and they like got me at Queen Street police station. That's a horrible picture. So I wanted to do this podcast really to to highlight some of the hypocrisy I've been seeing on this internet of people making inaccurate or incomplete statements about about migrants, painting a narrative that we are doing an amnesty progra- program like exclusively for MS13 gang members, bro. The xenophobia and racism is strong with this one. Like you need for that, and that that shit is dangerous, bro very dangerous um and as a side note i have to say this we maybe want to pay attention to the fact that Belize just got assigned a new u.s ambassador miss michelle kwan we have not had an ambassador in so very long we've had a charge d'affaires affairs for a very long time um, and then Vice President Kamala Harris who visited Central America quite recently announced her plans to pump 1.2 billion in private investment into Central America as a part of the administration's plan to reduce migration right from this area to the United States you know the caravans that, that move up to the United States to the land of opportunity um, and so the idea is that if there are investments for give people opportunities in their home countries they won't be able or won't be prompted to move to the united states for opportunities so that that with companies like pepsi uh, microsoft and this this agricultural um focus organization called grupo mariposa and this is of course after biden the biden administration rescinded trump's safe third country agreement back in february which um which forced asylum seekers from the region to seek refuge in those countries that they signed it with so I think they signed it with like Guatemala I think Honduras, I think Mexico as well um, I stand to be corrected on that but we, but it was with countries in the region to say that when migrants are caught by US immigration officers who, were, who some months ago were whipping Haitians while they were on horseback whipping Haitians like what was that Mm-mm. boy, I don't know Anyway, so when migrants are caught at the border, they are put on, instead of being put on planes to go back to their home country, they are put on planes to go to the safe third country. And there apparently there were systems in place to give them opportunities stuff like that. I don't know how well that worked out because Biden said, no, nah, we, we not we no rule like that. So we rescind those things. Um and so those are those are the little important side notes to pay attention to within the grand scheme of geopolitics, right? Um, we, as a society, in a capitalist society, have been tricked into thinking that, you know, all the money matter. And so I wanted to look at immigration from the through the economic lens, because clearly people are the capable money, right? And the capable people's lives, right? So out, outside of, of my own heritage as a from a person, people who were exiled and had to immigrate, um, and were accepted. Of course, there are aspects to that. Accepted into um, on the coastal coastals of places like Honduras and, and Belize, um, and even my own maternal heritage, through which I'm only a third-generation Belizean. My great-grandfather was from Puerto Cortes in Honduras, so my grandmother was born in Belize. Of course, my mom, um, and then I'm a post independence child. I think we have to take time to reflect on that line in our anthem which says, this tranquil haven of democracy. And in a democratic country, you know, there's supposed to be stability. And this is what some of these people are looking for. People migrate for very many reasons. The OECD notes that, you know, there are these economic benefits, right? Migrants, um, and it's mostly related to U.S. and European numbers because those are people who invest in research and statistics on data. Um, so migrants in those countries accounted for 47% for pers- um, of increase in the workforce in the United States and 70% in Europe over the past 10 years. Um, they said that migrants fill niches of both fast-growing and declining sectors of the economy. And um, like the native-born, young migrants are better educated in um, than those nearing retirement, right? Um, migrants contribute significantly to labor market flexibility, and that's particular for Europe. So the public purse, which is a point I think Minister Cervantes and CEO Milton had made that they contribute more in taxes and um, and social contributions than they receive in benefits. There are people who say, oh, they can't take a job or what that they call, like, um, put a strain on our social systems. Like... <laughs> When the people that like get formalized, they pay income tax, they, they buy things, they pay GST, like, they, they contribute. Um, so they, as a consequence of that, have positive impact on public purse. Um, and then economic growth, they, they boost the working age population. Because very many times, it's not people who are a bit older, who cannot um, work certain jobs who are coming. It's younger people who when formalized and again contribute to social security contribute to income tax contribute to gst they're contributing so it's not that they're only taking 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 and of course these things take a time for us to see it happens over time but it happens um and of course they contribute to technological progress so they they come with um some of them come with skill sets that are useful skill sets that we may not have um and skill sets skill sets that we can learn from so Really, the fact of the matter is, rest the xenophobia and consider, please consider that there's water in the cup. Forget about half full or half empty. There's water in the cup, and and yes, I want border security to be strengthened, especially given the the size and military might of the neighbor that we have, and the and the territorial dispute they have with us, because we don't have no beef with them, and they have beef with us. Um, but stop be xenophobic yes Belize needs an explicit population policy and I do encourage policymakers to look at that seriously because when we get to half a million people when we get to three quarters um, of that of a million when we get to a million people we need to be sure that we can handle that in every aspect and, and we're not just doing the thing you know we, we need to have a population policy um and please just stop this this shallow narrative of just that just killers they come crash. like imagine 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 i would go somewhere and somebody think i just i just a killer after me livia 5 10 15 20 years actually 4 7 the work, the trisemaphic in school, and you feel like I just stick on kid. Like, how shallow can that be? I think there was a time where I was in a meeting with a colleague from the Ministry of Education some years ago, probably, and they had mentioned in passing, you know, at the coffee table when you had the chats, that there are there's a huge amount of students that come from across the Guatemalan border into Belize. Is that a problem? Is it not a problem? How can we leverage that? where everyone benefits right those are things that we need to think about um so yes homies yes homies formalize the thing but try not to paint immigrants as bad um because there will be day when when you will need somebody to stand up for you and we need to be able to do that so you'll be able to find all resources for all the stuff I spoke about. I'll link them in the description box. You can go and read the studies. The paper from McLean, I highly encourage us to read that to just broaden our sensibilities. Um, and it's written in a Caribbean context, of of course. And put down the broad brush. Um, and if you can't find your humanity, in your, if you can't find it in your heart, put down the broad brush. Then pick up your, the Christianity that we so love and the Jesus um, who is the reason for the season. And remember that Jesus peoples men migrate too, even before he him bond ban. And by all accounts, the man the good for the world. So think about that. Thanks for pulling through here on Walasaha and for sharing maybe a little bit more than our half an hour regular of your life with me. As always, stay curious stay curious, stay curious, always question things. I'll catch you on the flip side. See you later.